Welcome to Breakout, your number one NFL fantasy podcast from down under. Stats, analysis, and all you need to dominate your NFL fantasy season. Alright, welcome to Breakout, your go-to resource for NFL fantasy from Australia. I'm Joel Bunkle, and today is Tuesday in Australia. That means it's time for the waiver show, even though the round has... Not completely finished. Of course, each week, uh, my co-host, Corb joins me. Corb, it's a pretty sad week for both of us in this uh, this past round that's just gone by, isn't it? Well, yeah. You know, both of our teams lost. I don't know. Did you lose this week? No, we won. The, the Cowboys won. The Cowboys won, but we lost, really, because we lost. True, down. right. Losing in many forms. I mean, I'm pretty much out of my fantasy week as well. So, you know, pending this final game... Tomorrow night, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. rough week. And just a, just a week after you said how much you like, uh, you hate losing to the Raiders. Oh. The Raiders have toppled the Chiefs. How unexpected, right? You know, I was up on my high horse, that's for sure. They came out of nowhere, and it was such a high-scoring game. I was talking up the Chiefs' defense as well, and then they give up 40 points to the Raiders. Um, it was definitely an entertaining game to watch. Yeah, it was... I mean, you love to see the, the offenses going off. I mean, I had Tyreek in one of my leagues, so I was happy. And then Travis Kelsey had a decent week as well. Points on the board. So from a fantasy perspective, plenty of owners were happy with the result, unless you owned either team's defense. But Yeah, um, but as always, it's becoming a running theme every week. New week, new injuries. Obviously, Dak Prescott probably headlines the uh, the week with him going down with that broken ankle, done for the season, probably done for four to six months from all the reports that I've read today. Uh, a few other injuries popping up over the weekend as well, and like Delvin Cook, there's a few worries there. Are you holding on to hope? <laughs> it's, it's always... Well, to be honest, um, I mean, Delvin Cook, I'm obviously a Delvin Cook owner. Um, you kind of expect a little injury there. Um he left the ground, he went down to the rooms, he came back up, and he actually, after the injury, he had a play, and then he sat out for the rest of the game. The coach said he wanted to get back into the game, so he was obviously feeling it. They took the cautious approach. I feel like if he had played the last down, or the, the second to last down of that game, they probably would have won that game against the Seahawks. Um, I mean, Madison, a very uh, very fitting replacement, but just taking a cautious approach, I don't mind it. He put 17 points on the board in the first half. That was like enough to keep me like fantasy happy for the week, and I uh, think I won my matchup this week as well. So yeah, I mean, I mean he's still a stud, but everyone's been waiting for Madison to get his chance, so me included. <laughs> so um, we'll just have to see. Well, plenty of other injuries around as well, so this is why we do this show. It's the waivers. We're here to help. Uh, so how are we doing this? So how are we breaking this show up, Carb? We've got our three segments as usual. So we'll start with the watch them section which is the players that you need to keep your eye on. Then the grab them section, which is the players you should definitely be picking up. And then you've got your drop them, which is basically, it's either the guys who have some value but have been really slumping and you should look to dish them off in a trade opportunity or they've been riding your bench all season and you just don't need to have them on the squad anymore. Fantastic. Let's, uh, why don't we get straight into the watch them. Uh, so these are the players you want to keep an eye on. Mark them with a little star and see how they're progressing over the next couple of weeks. Could be an RB2 starting to emerge as an RB1. Might have the uh, the expectations growing on their role. 
opportunities through injury or through lack of form here. So we've got four for you this week. Uh, why don't you kick us off? Uh, you've got uh, one from my team. Well, it's one of the obvious situations, which is the ones that I never shy away from. Um, Andy Dalton, QB for Dallas. Andy Dalton is an ex-Bingle. We all know this. Um, but the Dallas offense didn't magically disappear with Dak's injury. Now, others may question that. I think later in the show you might have some differing opinions about whether that that offense on Dallas can live with Andy Dalton behind the helm. But, um, you know, it's it's an interesting opportunity, right? And that's why he's on the watch him list. I think he's a guy who stepped in, played decently after Dak went out, completed 9 of 11 passes. Um, and, you know... Like I said, I think the Dallas offense still has some opportunities, especially if they're playing against defenses that aren't that great. You, you still might want a piece of that. Keep an eye on Andy Dalton. He could be worth at least a stream at some point this season. He's definitely one of the more capable backup quarterbacks in the league, right? And you, you can't say that he had a lot to work with at Cincinnati. So here he's got like the full gamut of everything to work with. Maybe the O-line not as like strong as you'd ideally want from him. But look, I think it's definitely a watch him. Some people are going to pull the trigger early. Um, if you've got the choice between, say, Dalton and, say, like uh, like Herbert on the waivers, I think you should be definitely going for Herbert at this stage. He's a more of a proven quantity. But, yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. Big situation. Another one for me to keep an eye on, wide receiver, uh, Travis Fulgham. He's a... Uh, Amazingly, Corb, he's a wide receiver from Philadelphia. I didn't realize they had those there. Um, but he has, uh, he's had a couple of good weeks. He's only really debuted for the Eagles in uh, the last two weeks. He uh, had 10 catches from 13 targets this week, 152 yards and a touchdown. Maybe this guy is the guy at Philly now. You know, he debuted last week with 12.7 points. He has 26.2 points this week. Um, he's been on and off the practice squad there, and he might have played himself into a spot here. He uh, He's only like 3% rostered across all leagues at the moment, but looking fairly positive for the guy. You might just go for him, you know? But I don't know. You have to be cautious with Philadelphia, right? And we've got Dallas Goddard coming back off injury perhaps in the next week or two. Still a tough situation for that offense, but... Hey, if, if two games is the beginning of a trend, maybe watch next week. And if I'd say three is definitely a trend. So it's worth keeping an eye on, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got a receiver as well, Carl. Yeah, the, the receivers are always highly listed, right? We get a lot of guys stepping in with opportunities or flashing signs of greatness. Um, but another one who's been surprisingly floating under the radar is uh, the wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault Jr., who is from Jacksonville, right? And do you really want another Jags wide receiver? I'm not sure. We've touted a few of them, and I'm not sure if the, any of them have really become solid options. But again, playing off of an injury situation, DJ Chark came down. I think it was an ankle, some, some issue again. He's been off and on in the season. Um, but surprisingly, Chenault has been... Yes, one of the few options for Gardner, but he's also been one of his favorites. He leads the team with 23 catches and has 270 receiving yards, also leading the team. And, you know, in the last couple of weeks, he's had 12 catches for 165 yards off of 14 targets. And, you know, that's good for a total of 23 fantasy points. I think it's about 11.5 each week. 
But that's showing some consistency. Again, if two turns into three games in a row, and if Chark is out this next week, he may be worth a stream and definitely worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, DJ Chark definitely been a disappointment for a lot of fantasy owners this year who would have drafted him in some some mid-rounds, I would have assumed. Our uh, final guy is another wide receiver. Um, He had an absolute boom game today, Mike Williams, um, which was a name that was on a lot of fantasy squads uh, for the Chargers over the last couple of years, but it's definitely dropped out of favor. Um, Today he had uh, 25.4 points, five catches of eight targets, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, so maybe this is the return of Mike Williams. Everyone, he obviously just came back from injury today as well. So like first game back, and Caden Allen went down with an injury, and you know Mike Williams turned out to be the preferred option there. Uh, it was it was a bit of a tough run defense against New Orleans. So usually the Chargers are a bit more of a run first kind of an offense, but um, this proved that they could also go through the air. And um, Herbert's confidence continues to build week on week. Mike Williams is about 39% rostered across all leagues at the moment. Um, he's, you know, probably a bit of a boom or bust play. But if, you know, if Keenan Allen stays out with injury, it probably opens up a few more opportunities for him. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he was a guy who was highly touted last season as well. Didn't really show up as expected. But um... And he took some incredible catches today. There was... There was one catch where you're like, there's no way he's going to get that. But it was like phenomenal. And even though the Chargers didn't win the game, he was a big reason why they were even in it. You know, he's got the talent. And Herbert is also talented, clearly. He's showing that he's willing to start taking some risks. And, you know, sometimes it works out. It worked out well for Mike Williams this week. But, um, yeah, I mean, keep an eye on on him. But uh, like we all said, you have to play your opportunities right you have to look for what's coming up in the next few weeks we've got three wide receivers on this list that's not going to change we could probably fill this list with wide receivers every week but um it just is going to depend on the makeup of your lineup so maybe maybe now we move on to the grab them joel what do you think yeah absolutely so grab them these are the players that you want to be looking to grab off the waivers in uh you know very soon they might even go this week if they're uh if they're not on there already um these are especially pertinent with bye weeks and obviously injuries as well. So, you know, we're starting to hit these bye weeks now. Um, a lot of people are going to be in a bit of a spot at one position or another. So uh, maybe I'll kick us off with this one, and it's a tight end. It's uh, a bit of a boom or bust player. Um, Jimmy Graham, tight end at Chicago. Um, he finds the end zone about every other week at the moment. I think it's actually like a running pattern. Um, but, you know, if you are missing a tight end, or you have a tight end, your number one tight end out with a bye, then um, Graham's put up highs against Detroit, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay with 11.5, 23, and 12.3 respectively. Uh, he's got a pretty young defense next week against Carolina. He's only about 40% rostered. Could be a great field spot option for you at tight end. I like that call. You know, Jimmy Graham's in the waning part of his career, but... um. He is on a lucky Chicago Bears team who are surprisingly 4-1 and one on the season despite all of the trash we've been talking against them. Um, and so, who knows? Maybe Jimmy Graham's the lucky tight end you need on your squad, especially if there's any buys coming up or a situation where your tight end might be sitting or perhaps an injury to a tight end that you've had. Um, really, Jimmy Graham's a name, but 
again, the story is Nick Foles, so we have to hope that he can step up. And if he's going against that Panthers defense, then there's definitely some opportunities for Jimmy Graham. All right, the first guy you got for us, Karab, um, was a certified handcuff from the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, picking the easy ones for you guys. But if there's an opportunity, you have to chase it, and you can't lose a step. Um, Alexander Madison is one of those guys who doesn't lose a step when he gets his chance. And with Cook out with a groin injury on Sunday, um, Madison stepped in as expected. You know, he looked good. 136 total yards on 23 touches. You know, if he's not rostered in your league, then this has to be the number one pickup of the week, right? If he's available, right? And he, a lot of guys knew this situation would come. A lot of Dalvin Cook owners already had Madison on their bench for this very scenario. But honestly, if you have a thin running back lineup at the moment, and you need somebody who could potentially get you some points. Again, we're not sure whether Cook is out next week, but there's the potential for it, and that alone is worth bringing in Madison, who is a talented back in his own right. Yeah, I don't think the Vikings have any reason to rush Cook back in. It's actually a bit of a, a favorable situation where they have the game this week, and then they've got the bye the week after. So they could potentially rest Cook just for this game, and then he gets, a t- he gets two weeks off. And like he's got a, he's got a good stretch of time to get ready for this next game, but um, th- they might play it cautious there. As a Cook owner, I, you know I don't I don't hate that. I, I you know I'd love to have him in for a week, but you essentially lose him for two weeks in a row with you know essentially two buys, kind of a situation. You would rather have that than him out for an extended period of time if he came in and did an injury again. So, I mean that injury didn't look like too serious. So there's a good chance that maybe he just has a day off of practice this week and then gets back into it. Madison has proved a couple of times this season that he's definitely capable of of getting some uh, some game time there and. That game script against Seattle pretty much played out how I expected where the running back was going to get a lot of volume. And if you take Madison and, and Cook's total from, from both halves and put them together, it's, it's over 30 fantasy points on the game. So uh, it was always going to be a favorable matchup there with Seattle and, and the run game and just came into the right situation. So I think you should have no issues. If, uh, if Cook's out next week, you should definitely be playing Madison Unless you're playing like a, a top-tier run defense like uh, Tampa or New Orleans, for example. Mm, well, you know, the, the injury narrative definitely doesn't stop in Minnesota. What have you got going on in Pittsburgh? Who's, who's stepping up for Big Ben? Stepping up. This was an amazing performance to watch. Let me just, this stat line alone, right? Seven catches. Yeah, okay. That's, you know, average, maybe second-tier receiver of 11, 11 targets. 110 yards. You're like, oh, that's a pretty good game. Three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdowns. Chase Claypool, wide receiver for Pittsburgh, explodes for a four TD game, 39.1 fantasy points, blowing all rookie records out of the water here. Wow, we Bob. He might not even. Uh, he might not even be a watch him. He he could be. Uh, He's definitely in the grabbing category, I think. You know, they've got the Browns secondary next week. He's had one other good game this year. It's it's kind of, I think, potentially a really emerging, emergence kind of a game for him. Um, he's only 70% rostered. Could it be a blip on the radar? Yes. Are you willing to take that chance? Well, if he's putting up these numbers and he becomes uh, a bit of the go-to guy ahead of Juju, 
And obviously with Deontay uh, Johnson out injured again, consistently out injured again, I think uh, Claypool is now starting to to move up the order in the, the rankings there at uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's what put it. That's what puts him on the grab him list for me is Deontay Johnson's injury. Um, and it's clear that Claypool's got talent, and it's clear that there's a lot of depth at wide receiver in Pittsburgh. Big Ben knows that offense. He knows it in his sleep. He's got options, and Claypool's got the athleticism. So, hey, four touchdowns in a game, that doesn't happen often, even with some of the game's greatest. So um, awesome to see. Unexpected as well. Always a cool story that emerges each week. You know, Claypool was the one for sure this week. Speaking of unexpected on the grab them list, Carl. Yeah, this last one, I'm going to throw in another defense. I started the trend last week with the defenses. It's time to start thinking about the defense, right? Maybe you haven't gone, scrolled down under the fold to see who sits down there on your defense. But um, surprising result this week was Miami versus San Francisco. Miami travels to San Francisco and smashes the 49ers. I don't know what happened to this team that was in the Super Bowl last year, but Miami, the, the team that everyone loved to hate last year, is being led by Ryan Fitzgerald, once again, Fitzmagic, and they came in and had a day. Uh, their defense looked great, too. They had three takeaways and five sacks, um, depending on your league scoring system. Came away for over 10 points. I think it was 12 in our league which is respectable for a defense. I mean, we've seen higher point totals, but still the story is they're going up against the Jets offense this week, which we know is very feeble, very low on the ladder. If you're looking at a situation where you could scrape out a couple extra points, maybe you're that overachiever who's always looking to fill up that point total as much as you can, go for this. Go for it. Get Miami. Yeah. Oh, look, I like this one a lot, actually. Like, uh, Miami cups a lot of flack and they're not always consistent on offense but they're not always consistent on defense but I will say they've probably got arguably one of the best secondaries in the NFL you know you're talking about having Xavier Howard Byron Jones who breaks my heart they left the Cowboys but that is an incredible secondary to have you know at your disposal and when you're coming up against you know Sam Darnold who loves a bit of a panic throw and, you know, you're, you're banking on maybe an interception, a couple of interceptions. Um, this is a great matchup. Fingers crossed, you know. You have to keep your eye on those things, right? It might be a situation where your team's already filled. You're pretty confident in your positional players. You've got to look for opportunities elsewhere. And the defense often, especially in matchup situations, is the most predictable outcome. So get in there on Miami. All right, let's get into the final segment. We're getting into Ditchum. This is the uh, the players that have maybe dropped in value or like there's a situation that's come up where you might need to consider a, a trade. You don't necessarily have to be dropping them to the waiver wire. I think this has been uh, one of our strongest segments all year. Some really good points here. And um, I know that in, a, in, a, in a, one, at least one league that I've seen, there's been a bit of movement on, on Mike Davis that we spoke about last week. And if you're still the Mike Davis owner, you better, you better hold on and grab that information that we gave you last week and really apply it this week if you want to get anything for him because all rumors are saying CMC is going to be back in the picture very soon. Um, Another good one, AJ Green. Uh, We brought him up a few weeks ago now and he just doesn't even look interested at the moment. His effort was disturbing at times uh, during the Bengals game on the weekend and a couple of plays where he just gave up and then... uh, 
a sideline camera just happened to catch him say offhandly to one of his teammates, trade me. It seems like AJ Green is uh, not going to be preferred for for Burrow or the coaching staff there. Um, not a great situation for you know someone who's been on the on the park and, and fairly healthy for most of the season. Yeah, no, there's been some good calls here and situations where you know you might be looking to make a trade, catch someone off guard who might still think there's some value in one of these players, or somebody you might be looking to actually pick up potentially um if someone else is trying to ditch them so i don't know it's a fun segment too because you know it's it's either a ditch this guy absolutely no value left like not even worth a trade or have some fun with fantasy and make some damn trades like trades are fun we had our first trade in our league this week especially this week we've got some quandaries some definitely some players that are not necessarily you're definitely dropping some of these players to the uh to the waivers, but there's some real question marks around here at the moment. Why don't you um, you kick us off first, Carl? I will. Okay, so the the first story, we'll start with the easy one. Um, this is a guy who I think is just droppable. I don't think there's any trade value here. I think it's a situation where it's time to just let go. And it's J.K. Dobbins running back for Baltimore. You know, mm-hmm. a guy who had some high hopes, and he showed a flash of greatness in the first game of the season when Baltimore decided to use him. But honestly, it's turned into a situation now where he's somehow rostered in over 70% of leagues. Yet his point totals are minuscule. His role is diminishing. And I I personally think he's dead weight at this point. He's on my squad and I'll be looking. He'll be one of the guys that comes dropping off my team when I go out and grab some of those players on our previous list. But yeah, you know, you might regret it if Ingram goes down. And J.K. Dobbins is the guy that steps in, but honestly, there's other options. Um, yeah, in in Baltimore. So really, I think it's time to move on. Yeah, I tend to tend to agree here. Like, I mean, Ingram's still getting game time. People were expecting him to completely disappear, and he's not been nearly as good as he was last year. But you know, the Ravens haven't even been as good as they were last year. Still a good team. But you know, this J.K. Dobbins storyline here is no different to the Justice Hill one from last year. You know, hyped up preseason. This player is going to come in. He's going to take over the number one spot. You know, Lamar's going to be able to step back. But I don't think either of these players has, has kind of been able to prove that they are that player yet. No, absolutely not. And so, you know, if something happens, I think there's other value on the waivers at the moment that is worth just as much that can impact your team immediately. Plenty of other handcuff situations that will come up. We've seen that the, the story of the injury will not be stopping this week. And so you're not missing out on much if you ditch the potential of J.K. Dobbins for another player that could come off. So who have you got, Joel? You've got a bigger name on your list, a couple of bigger names. Tell us which one are you starting with. Um, yeah, so this one is a bit of a like, please explain. Help me understand this, Corum. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver at the Seahawks. I don't really understand what's going on here. I mean, in the past, like the, the knock on, on Lockett is that he has been a little bit hit and miss sometimes and he he has gone like missing but not usually for multiple weeks in a row like he has one down game every now and then and we've seen at the start of this season him going from you know three straight weeks of double digits including a massive 32.5 game against Dallas to the last two weeks of putting up 4.9 and 6.4 both under 45 yards receiving you know, Metcalf is obviously now like a clear standout and the most consistent receiver at the Seahawks. 
Um, what do we do about Lockett here? I mean, he's he's a stud receiver. Like, he's fantastic. And he's just not quite getting the use. And, you know, are you panicking here or are you just kind of sticking with him? Well, I think the story is DK Metcalf, which a lot of people had high hopes. But I think, especially in drafts, people held on to Lockett because he's been the guy. But clearly he's not the guy anymore. Um, and so... You know, I'm, I'm not sure Russell Wilson is a talented quarterback and the Seahawks are a good team, a great team even. But yeah, I don't know. It's just he hasn't gotten those touchdowns that really give you those point boosts and DK Metcalf has been the one getting them. So, And, you know, DK's had very consistent games, hasn't had a, a single-digit game all year, all double digits. Um, and yet, like, occasionally he still does, like, a, a couple of very, like, things that are very frustrating like you know he, he drops a simple touchdown catch this weekend he has that um brain fade against the cowboys where he had like a long runaway was about to walk into you know run into the end zone and the the safety in digs rookie safety comes up and just whacks the ball out of his hand before he crosses over the line like these are just sim- some of the simple mistakes that like stops you know i think metcalf from being like the clear WR1 and you know Lockett maybe dropping back a little bit. Um, it definitely seems like a bit of a 1A, 1B scenario at, at the Seahawks, and it's getting a little less predictable as the season goes on. Yeah, we'll just have to see. But I guess it depends on, at the end of the day, who do you want to gamble on, Lockett mm. or Metcalf? And in this situation, yeah. you, you may want to look at getting some value out of Lockett while you can off of his potential. Who knows? Plenty of season left. What's next for you, Carp? Well, I think we're going to move into some broader groups now. It's not just one player that we're singling out here. It's um, an entire trend across uh, an entire offense or, in some case, wide receivers. But we'll start first with the Falcons' offense. We're not sure what's happened here. This is another story that needs to be picked apart and untangled because the Falcons' offense started the season looking like they would be a superpower on offense. Um, Matt Ryan threw for, like, 50 passes a game. Um, but I, I'm, we're just not sure what happened. You know, they shot out of a cannon, but now they've just crumbled over the last three games. They have dealt with some injuries to the wide receiver core. You know, Julio hasn't been healthy all season. That's a guy that we brought up last week as someone who's been questionable. And, you know, the running game hasn't really had a chance because their defense is allowing so many points. They end up in these attempts to catch up um, or shoot out games. But really, the biggest story, I think, is that Matty Ice just hasn't... I think he's thrown for one touchdown in the last three games, which is horrible, right? So it's just... It, it's a it's a tough story in Atlanta. Uh, it might be time to liquidate your Falcons' assets, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, because the frustrating thing is you know they can do it. Like, they they've done it. It's just... It's, it's almost a mental thing for Atlanta right now, like fading out in games, just not getting it done. Um, hopefully a, a new coach can can change that mindset. Certainly a hope so. Well, it's a different story in Dallas. Tell us what's going on there, Joel. What's what's mm. the story? So this is this is something to consider. This is something all fantasy uh, owners need to consider when the, the main quarterback who is, uh, you know, one of the, the competition's elite quarterbacks and Dak Prescott in this case uh, goes down with a season-ending injury. The, uh, the Dallas wide receiver core made up of Amari Cooper, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Cedric Wilson. Um, it's a very big 
receiver core. Um, there's a lot of good players. I mean, I mean, Lamb has arguably been the standout rookie wide receiver, um, maybe between him and Justin Jefferson so far this year. And I think Lamb has definitely been maybe even a little bit more consistent. Uh, so what does no Dak mean for this group? You know, you go to Andy Dalton, he's probably one of the more capable backups with the experience. Um, you look at his history, and when he was at Cincinnati, um, had a terrible O-line there. And Dallas used to be known for its really good O-line, but it's definitely not there at the moment. And when Dalton's been successful in the past, it's always been when he's, you know, had a clean pocket and he's able to get out quick fire passes. That's been like the key to his success, you know. So you don't really expect a lot of mobility from him. He's not going to give you what Dak or any of the Russ or any of the other mobile quarterbacks give you. Um, you could hardly ask for a better range of wide receivers to pass to. It's a far cry from what he had at Cincinnati where it was almost literally just AJ Green and then Tyler Boyd towards the end. Um, the biggest question is whether Dallas can provide him good enough protection. And if they can, then I think he'll probably, you know, he stands there to thrive and he'll do really well. But if that O-line falters at Dallas and they can't protect him and he's rushed in the pocket, I think Dalton's going to uh, going to falter in a big way. Yeah, I'll have to see. You know, it's interesting. We'll get to see Andy Dalton in a new situation. He's on our watch him list. I think, I do still think the question marks that it raises for that offense places the wide receiver core into this potential ditchum list. Especially if you're looking at, it, it could be a gamble, right? It could be a scenario where up oh, without Dak, the ceilings of all of these players have dropped. And so while they've been hot, while they've been banking on the top passing QB so far this season, their ranks positionally are much higher. You could be looking at getting some great, trade bait for those players it could be an expert move it could be a move that wins you the fantasy season by getting rid of like an amari cooper or a cd lamb even i mean i would hate to say it even an, a zeke potentially if you're looking to make a big move i feel like that he's the only player who's whose value is increased in this situation though um yeah i think like you know you if you've got a quarterback who literally just can't get the ball out, they're going to turn to the run game. The only problem with that is that they've been behind in so many games that Zeke's been underutilized because of that. And like you've seen, like a focus who, and you know, Zeke still gets his every week. Um, not those big games that we had seen from him in the past, but this offense has really been, you know, fine tuned around the receiver core and what's happening there. And, and Zeke has had a reduced role, and I don't know whether that could be just. Reducing the load to prevent injuries, that kind of thing as well. Um, but I suppose at, at this stage, you know, Mike McCarthy needs to weigh up where his strength is. And, you know, you might have the best receivers in the world, but if you uh, haven't got a guy who's capable of, you know, throwing to them consistently, then that's uh, it's going to be a tough call. Right. And you, maybe you go back to Zeke. Yep. Either way, you know, these situations create potential in either direction. And, if you're early to strike, you could potentially find the point differential that you need to get you that one leg up on the fantasy season. That's what we're trying to do with this Ditchum list. And that's it. So lots of things to consider this week. Another uh, fascinating... I can't believe we're already five weeks through with the NFL season already. It has just flown. But um, look, I think that just about wraps us up for tonight's episode, Corum. 
Um, looking forward to the week ahead. The game tomorrow, the uh, the Bills playing the Titans should be a good game. Always like seeing uh, Derek Henry and Josh Allen in action. Yeah, let's cross our fingers there aren't any injuries and that next week we won't have any other game delays that throw a big wrench into all of our plans. Thanks, Titans. Appreciate it. Anyway, well, look, uh, thanks for joining me as always, Corrib. Um, good luck with, uh, with your waivers and uh, to all our listeners out there, good luck with yours. We will uh, we'll see you next week. Good luck, everyone.